and welcome it's friday and we are live for the first time here in 2024 i hope you all had a great holiday season and a happy new year to you all and we're live on instagram for the first time today which is quite exciting if you are on instagram facebook or youtube please be aware any live comments you may put on i cannot see using the software uh which i use um, I can't see comments in live time, but please feel free to leave comments or questions within the stream. And I'll do my best to get back to you after the stream with any answers or queries you may have. But yeah, today we're going to discuss social media and why coaches, parents and players are obsessed now with posting clips or videos or pictures of tournament successes and how damaging it is. And it's quite a maybe controversial subject to talk about today, but I put a post on over the new year about one of my new year's resolutions is never post a player with a trophy or a medal at a tournament, unless it's a major one. If they win Wimbledon, I might put one of my players on my social media because um, I just don't think it benefits anybody. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Why you shouldn't do it. What social media can be used for? Because I think some people got in touch with me saying we've just been a bit of a killjoy. Like you're saying now, we can't post pictures of players winning tournaments. That's that's what it's about. You love competition. I do love competition. So you can't say we can't post a picture or or celebrate the success was what someone else said. We're just celebrating success because we're trying to motivate and uh, and stuff. The question I'd ask is okay what's it benefit who does it benefit so i win a tournament today mum takes a picture of me my little 25p medal who does it really benefit does it benefit me as a player okay mum's took a picture of me okay i might have a sense of achievement success mum's so proud of me taking pictures of me must be really proud okay so i get that what does mum and dad get from it? Okay. Maybe again, celebrate the slight achievement. Okay. What does a coach get from it? Celebrate the slight achievement. But let's be honest. Why do we post anything online? We want people to look at it and think how great we are. So all it feeds is ego. The players look at it and... They will see it as, well, people see how great I am, how good I am. I've won this tournament. I've won this grade four, grade three tournament. People must think I'm amazing. Parents put it on. Look how great my child is. They play and win this match. Look how amazing my child is. And coaches will do it. Look how great my coaching is. My coaching's so good. I can produce champions. Title Town is, is a great one that I see quite a lot. Title Town. Um, look how great we are. We produce winners. We produce champions. We get results. Okay. Apart from that, what does it benefit? So you get a little bit of, in, of success and it's celebrating success. I get that. But that's not the real reason why you're doing it. Because you can celebrate success without putting it all over social media. You're just feeding the ego. So why is that so bad? Well, as parents, you know that you don't want your kid going on social media and what a dangerous place social media is because comparison. People, me, you, everyone listening to this or watching this video now or listen to it on Spotify, 
you know that we compare. I go on social media and I see another coach who's doing really well for themselves. And I always have that thought of, I wish I was doing that. I wish I had that car. Oh, look at them in the Maldives. I wish I was there. So we always have this sense of comparison. No matter what car you drive, you always look at the neighbor's car and think, I wish I had that car. Even though you've got an amazing car. Yeah, you've got a car that gets you from A to B, does the same job as a neighbor's car, but theirs is a bit more expensive, with a bit more of a flashy badge on it. So we have this danger of comparison, which is everywhere. And we all do it. I do it. I've done it today. I've been on social media today. I've seen a post. And I thought, oh, I wish I was doing that. I wish I was in Australia. And players will do it. Players will go through the social media and they'll, they'll look at their friends who they train with or they'll look at their rivals who they've competed with and they'll see them, that, oh, they're winning tournaments, oh, they're winning this tournament, oh, they're doing so well and oh, I really want to be there. And as again, as parents, we don't want people going on and looking at, okay, well, they've got that body shape or they've got that card or they've got that type of holiday. We don't want that comparison happening, but in tennis, we think that's okay. It's such a toxic culture that we're creating now with social media because we're just automatically having this comparison. And like most social media platforms, you, you only put on the good stuff, what you want people to see. You don't put on the struggle. You, and we Again, we use filters to whiten our teeth or make our face look a bit thinner. And we, we, we put stuff on social media because we want to have this bravado of our life's amazing our life's great we don't see behind the lens you don't see what's truly going on and we're feeding that now again i'm seeing accounts of steve wheeling five years old tennis star kids five and has got his own social media account and i put brands under under fire here as well because i'm not going to name the brand but i seen an application this week of for a player of how many social media followers you've got because that's more important. If you've got a big social media following, we'll support you with rackets. Not about how good of a tennis player you are or might be. It's what's your social media following. I was on a conversation today on or yesterday on LinkedIn with a coach and talk about social media coaching. There's some social media coaches out there who've got thousands and thousands of followers, a lot more than I have. And they're just spouting off absolute really poor advice you look at the following and think oh, that's really important but then also go into the whole thing about likes so let's say i post a picture of me with a medal and i only get two likes psychologically what's that do to you as a player if you see that and no one's liked it i mean no, no one cares the truth is the algorithm just didn't put it in front of enough people and it's people don't understand the algorithm from instagram or youtube you might only get two likes because YouTube decided or Facebook or whatever social media use, they just decide that that's not good enough at that moment of time. It's not going to get engagement because they all want engagement in these social media platforms to drive ad revenue. But you look at that as a kid and you look, I only got two likes. Oh, I looked at Steve's profile and he got a thousand likes. He got 2000 plays on his video and he got 10. Oh, no, one, no one likes me. So you're feeding into that mental health issue there. And the parents and coaches, you're driving this through. 
again, I don't believe we ever do things with bad intentions. We're trying to do the right things. And I understand the peer pressure of other people are doing it. And these racket manufacturers are saying, well, what's your social media following? Because it has to be over a certain amount before we even consider your application. So I get that side of it. But there's more negatives than there are positives to this. Goes back to why do you post it in the first place? Celebrate success, get it. But you just feed an ego. So we have this comparison, which is not good. We then have the likes and the shares and, and stuff like that. What's also quite worrying is when you see parents who are obviously doing the captions. Okay, so five-year-old Steve's not sitting there writing this caption. And you see the language being used and not just parents, I see coaches. For example, oh, I was runner-up today at the grade three. Played a great final against Roger Federer. Unfortunately, it was windy and I didn't have enough sleep and I'm carrying a slight injury. And parents put in excuses in these captions to why they lost. They don't say, oh, I lost because Roger Federer was a pretty good player and it just wasn't my day, but I'm really proud. So it's all very outcome-based with the captions as well. And, and again, that just then feeds in sort of bad habits of players. And it, 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 it's rare. And someone sent me a DM this week and the player lost an event and the mum wasn't taken to McDonald's afterwards because the way they played. And this is similar. Oh, I'm not taking a picture of you if you if you got beat in the first round and you go out six love, six love. I'm not taking a picture of you because you failed. I'm only going to take a picture of you and put it all over our social media if you get a medal. Like, I really see pictures of players just playing, of players just at tournaments. It's always a picture of success, the outcome. It's always accompanied with outcome. I got to this um, round. I beat this player. I've got this rate in this ranking. It's all outcome focused. You wouldn't do it in any other form of life, but for some reason we think within a tennis, and not just tennis coaching, in all sports coaching, junior coaching, parents feel that it's okay to to put all this psychological un unnecessary pressure on, 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 on players of four to five and the parents are writing the captions. Just take a step back and just think, like, would you do that about your child? Oh, just eating a McDonald's and take a picture and put it all over social media and and you and you have lots of information out. I'm not going to go into the sort of the safeguard and risks on social media, like clubs and parents who put players' names and where they train and what time they train and stuff like that. That's a risk in its own right. I'm not going to go down that route in, in this video, but you've got to think about that side of things as well. So there are the pitfalls of it. It's really quite negative, but can be used as a huge positive. And it's interesting because when I put videos out, like saying how I called it the Wild West social media for tennis coaching, I put out things like don't listen to social media coaches, don't listen to this coach, this coach. I, I do say some of that stuff sometimes. People go, oh, that's rich. You're a social media coach yourself. And I guess to a degree I am. But you can use social media for positives as well. So as a parent, as a coach, how can you use your social media? Use it as a vlog, a bit like what I'm doing here with this live stream. Use it as a vlog. Document the journey. Social media, your Instagram, your Facebook, 
your YouTube timeline, feed, whatever you want to call it, profile. It's it's the modern day diary. So you can create a, vid a video or visual log of your player's tennis journey. But you've got to be careful what you capture. Capture the process. Capture the hard times. Capture when it's a struggle. Capture when they're, they're finding it hard. Capture when they're getting up at six o'clock in the morning and going to, to school. Capture, capture the whole experience. But focus on the process. Focus on what's working towards. So if they go to a tournament, amazing. Take pictures, take videos of the tournament. But rather than talk about the outcome, talk about what the player did really well. And maybe get the player to reflect. That might be a, a reflection a day or two later. Because I think sometimes hot reflection is the worst time for the player to communicate is the car ride home. So maybe take a day or two and then put up the story or whatever you want to do and of a cold reflection of, you know what, I thought I did this really well and next time I'm going to try and do this a little bit better. And use it as a diary. Use it as something that the players can use and track. And don't be afraid to put on there that, oh, I had a bad day today. Goes back to a video I put out a few weeks ago, how we're obsessed about mistakes and we want to fix mistakes and we shouldn't make mistakes. It's all part of the journey. So let's document that stuff as well. But I do believe that we've got to be we've got to be a bit wiser of what we're putting out there on social media as coaches as well. And I put coaches up there because coaches, we have a duty to put stuff out. And I think if we're putting just player success all the time, it goes back to what I was saying the other week about the performance program. We're just marketing. We're just marketing then and then we're just we're making people buy into ego. We're feeding the player's ego. We're feeding our own ego. And, and we're just marketing and marketing and marketing. And you only have to look at quite a famous coach in the south of France who's really good at that. And I get it. It's part of your business. You could use social media in a, in a much beneficial way. Talk about how you as a coach are going through the process. Talk through your coaching coaching failures. And I did a mentoring call the other week with a coach. We talked about social media. And I looked through his social media. And I said, well, there's no clips of you coaching. You're not coaching anybody. You're just showing these video clips of you with no players around you doing these demonstrations. Like, that's probably as... I'm not going to get that if I come to a lesson. Put yourself coaching on camera. I don't want to do that. Why? Because people see me coach. Well, that's what you're selling. You're not selling the TikTok coach where he's dancing to music or she's dancing to music and talking about grips and stance. Show you coaching. Do a video log like this. And again, it's interesting. Again, I was having a chat this week on Instagram and someone said, well, when he puts out videos like this, educational videos, we don't get any likes or shares and our views are normally really low. If I put a video out of top tips or how to get another 30 mile an hour on your serve i'll get tons of likes and tons of views but it's not going to do you any benefit it might do benefit for me because i'll get that ego boost of the likes and the shares so take that here's a coach are you here to make better players or are you here to I don't know, become a social social media influencer i don't know that's i think that choice would be yours so that's my little rant today about social media. As I'm on social media, I do realize the irony a little bit there. Um, but I just think it's a, it's a toxic environment. 
and it's getting worse. It's getting worse. And again, going through Instagram and Facebook and stuff today, you scroll through it. And some of the stuff on there that parents are putting out makes me cringe. And I'm now starting to just not follow any parent or player accounts because especially if it's a parent account, I just I just think it's I don't think it's right ethically what what uh, what, what we're doing there. I think coaches need to have a conversation with the parents and go, yeah, this is probably doing more harm than good. Yeah, I understand it. Going back to the peer pressure and, and the, 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 the external pressures of using social media, but I don't think it's I don't think it's a right space for players. But again, that's my opinion. May completely disagree. I think coaches, we have a, a responsibility as well when we put stuff on social media that we do it for the right reasons. We're doing it for, again, to benefit players. We're not just doing it to benefit ourselves, which, again, I see a lot of. It's just, look how great I am. And I said it the other week on a very famous coach in the south of France. That coach didn't win a Grand Slam. The player won the Grand Slam. The coach did nothing. The coach might help and support, but ultimately it's down to the player. Players win matches. Coaches don't win matches. Coaches support players so they get to a position where they can win matches. And by coaches putting pictures and videos of these great players that they're working with, again, it's just ego. And people buy into it. Oh, my God, they're working with that player. They must be a really good coach. No, they're a really good player. And the coach is really lucky to work with him. So... There you go. I hope, again, these will go out every Friday live at 10 o'clock now across Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. If you'd like to see more of me coaching and more about the ecological dynamics of coaching and the impact and the positive impact it has on players, head over to mytenniscoaching.com. And until next week, I will see you soon.